Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Perry, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is episode 106 of Screwball, uh, a little bit more eventful week this week to discuss, uh, some happenings around baseball and outside of uh, MLB baseball, uh, and even stuff uh, still kind of breaking here. So let's just kind of jump right into it as we usually do with our episodes here, jump right into the news section. And the first piece of news that I have for this week is the Trevor Bauer situation. So, in an unprecedented move by the MLB, Trevor Bauer has been suspended for two seasons, effective Friday, April 29th. Uh, This on top of Bauer having not pitched since June 28th, 2021, amidst his sexual abuse allegations. And while he will not face criminal charges, the MLB domestic violence policy does allow the MLB to discipline Bauer in any way they see fit. So, this whole situation kind of confuses me because... um, Basically, the charges that were brought against Bauer, and I'm not going to get into the whole case because you could do a whole episode on the case and everything about it, and Bauer himself. Uh, But basically, Trevor Bauer had some sexual assault uh, allegations. I believe another one had just come out recently as well. And one or two of the cases were not being brought to court because they didn't have enough. uh, The judge didn't think that they had enough of a case to actually bring it to court. So the charges were dropped. So then Bauer had to get the hur- over, over the hurdle of what the MLB was going to do about uh, suspension. And they suspended him two years without pay, effective immediately as soon as they brought the the uh, man down. And again, he hasn't pitched in half a year. So this is already on top of them extending his administrative leave uh, for, you know, how many months through the lockout and everything. So uh, just a strange situation. I really don't agree with a two-season ban unless they have something that I don't know of that they're keeping behind closed doors, which could be entirely possible. Um, but other than that, I just don't see a justification for it. If if the guy is, is, you know, innocent because it is innocent until proven guilty, if there's no charges being brought against him, I don't know what they have in their possession that could justify this two-year ban, but I just don't know what it is. And uh, I thought it important because the guys was being paid how many, you know, he was one of the highest paid pitchers in the league and the Dodgers, you know, signed him that big deal. And, and he is one of the more animated, you know, people in baseball. And it is the longest suspension given out, you know, over, uh, over a rods, which was the, the longest was the year long one. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't know where they came up with the number or the reasoning. It just is strange to me. And I just don't understand it. And I think a lot of baseball fans don't understand it, to be honest. So, I just wanted to bring that up because that was a big, big piece of news when that dropped on, on uh, Thursday or Friday. So, uh, Number two I have here is about Robinson Cano. Uh, the Mets cut ties with Robinson Cano, DFAing him on Monday uh, with the roster size cut from 28 to 26. Cano found himself uh, on the outside looking in. Uh, and Cano, at 39 years old, is currently 8 for 41 this year, batting 195 with one home run in 12 games. Uh, he did miss the entire 2021 season, as you might remember, while serving a 162-game performance-enhancing drug suspension, which is the second PED suspension of his career. A third one would mean, you know, permanent uh, permanent ban, I believe. So where does he go next from here? Is he? Uh, I, I saw there are, there is some interest uh, that teams do have, um, but I also know that he is 39, not playing extremely well, 
Um, is a problem now is two PED suspensions. Is he a problem in the clubhouse? So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he does from here. I think that he could definitely uh, find a home, but I just don't know. Um, I just don't know where he goes next. And especially with that big contract, I'm, you know, I'm sure that wherever he goes, it'll start anew. He won't get paid much. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up because he was one of the – some years ago he was the biggest star in the game just about, especially with the Yankees and Mariners when he was there. So kind of a little bit of a fall from grace for him in the last few years here. Uh, number three I have, uh, just uh, outside of baseball, uh, you know, outside of MLB I should say, but still baseball, Kelsey Whitmore, who you may not have heard of. She made history Sunday. Uh, she started in left field and batted ninth for the expansion Staten Island Ferry Hawks of the – of the independent uh, Atlantic league. She was the first woman ever to play and to start in an Atlantic league game. So while not an MLB game or, or an affiliated team, uh, you know, like a double a or a single a or, or anything like that. Um, there was the first woman to start in an Atlantic league game an independent league. And, and uh, you know, uh, there's been an increased kind of, you know, talk surrounding, you know, women, getting more into baseball they're starting to coach and in sports in general they're officiating and and getting into the into the uh you know the coaching side of things so I, I think baseball is probably the most open door for women to come into sports because football and hockey is probably off the board and and the wnba when it comes to basketball is there's already a, their own league so i think baseball does have the most open door for women and and this could be um at this point them knocking out the door so i just thought that was really cool and, and it, you know it, it could be very very interesting to see a woman you know, the first woman athlete in, in pro baseball, you know, would be a, a cool sight to see whether she's a pitcher or outfielder or this or that. Um, it would be a big breakthrough in the game. So I just thought that'd be cool to bring up, but those are my little three pieces of news, pretty big piece of news, uh, regarding Cano and Bauer. But I know you have some pieces of news as well that kind of, you know, was going on around baseball this week, this past week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen, uh, with the Mets, they threw a combined no hitter. Couple pitchers combined to no hit the Phillies on Friday night. That's the first no hitter of the year. Um, it's a pretty big thing. Obviously, no hitters are always, you know, historic. We had Julio Rodriguez hit his first home run of his career yesterday against uh, the Marlins mm-hmm. in Miami. We uh, some other things to look at. Overall, offense is down. The home mm-hmm. runs have been down. The batting averages are way down. So, you know, is this a change in? The way people are going to hit. Are they going to go back to the starting hit base hits? Is the ball different? Are oh, the batters just not ready for the year going into the year? Does that hurt them? A couple different questions there. And my last thing, really, for the most part, which is, you know, the topic I wanted to bring up, is the, the hit-by-pitch problem that we've seen the Mets kind of um, involved in. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we just seen, just was announced, that uh, Buck Walter is serving a one-game suspension and Yon Lopez for the Mets is serving a three-game suspension for trying to hit Schwarber yesterday towards in the ninth inning of the game, mm. which really didn't make sense. But, you know, is there a problem, you know, the Mets hit by pitch problem, you know, are they, you know, is it, is it justified for them to be as upset as they've been and kind of fighting with two teams now? Mm. Right? We had the bench clearing with the, with the Nationals and the bench clearing with the Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, they have been hit, I think it's up to like 20 or 21 times now. They have been hit a lot, but if you look – it was like 11 or 12 of these these hit by pitches. They're in the middle of an account, account with two strikes or one strike, and they're in the middle of bats. They're guys on base. They're not trying to hit somebody. Mm. Somebody's a hit in the foot. J.D. Davis was hit in the foot, right in the shin. They're not trying to hit somebody in the shin. You know, if you're going to hit somebody for some 
predestined reason, you're going to hit him in the back or in an upper leg or something. Hmm. Um, I just don't think that the justification of them being so upset. Yes, you get hit by a pitch, you're never really happy. And yes, no. some of these pitches have been up, hitting these guys in the heads and the hands. I get that. It's frustrating and not safe. But no one's trying to hit the guy in the head. No one's trying to do that. What do you want them to do? Not pitch inside? You're hmm. not the only team that gets hit. Yes, you got hit by more, but you have a great lineup. That would mean where's the best place to pitch him? Bust him inside. Right. What are you going to do with Pete Alonso? Not pitch inside? Not pitch Lindor inside? That's a great idea. Give home runs. And I get the idea. If you can't pitch inside, you can't control inside, then don't throw inside, right? It's, mm. it's dangerous. But you can't just not pitch inside. You can't be like, oh, well, we hit somebody, so I can't pitch inside anymore. Is it more the fact that the weather's still cold, the spring training was short, the balls have no, no stick to them? Have we seen that? Is that a problem? I think so. Chris Bassett for the Mets has mentioned that. The mm. balls have nothing on them. And, they're, and it's, it's, the MLB doesn't care that they, it's hard to grip. Right. Is that a problem? So, you know, can the Mets be upset? I get it. I get it. You hit somebody in the head, and the Nationals hit them a couple times. You know, but, you know, Cardinals hit Jaden Davis in the ankle. They got upset about. Uh, you got taken out of the game. I get it. You got hit the ankle. But, well, you can't get mad every time you get hit by a pitch. Mm-hmm. It just it can't be the way. Like the Mets and the Cardinals have a, a big rivalry, and they're like, oh, we well, hate each other, and they got hit in the shin, you got to take it out of the game. It's like, here we go. It doesn't make sense. You hit him in the shin, you like, strike on him. like, what are you arguing? Oh, you hit him. I'm not happy. Okay, yeah. I'm not happy either. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, I'm just not exactly sure why there's so so much frustrated frustration with them, with these hit-by-pitches. And then, I don't care what anybody says, was the pitch to Arnaldo all that close to him? No, it wasn't past his head, right? Didn't just miss him. He tried hitting him in the head. No doubt, hands down, he tried hitting him in the head. You don't throw a pitch there. You don't throw a pitch there. Right. That's what Ornato was upset about. You can see him say it. If you're going to hit me, hit me in the back. He knew it was coming. You almost hit him in the head. Right. Instead of oh, wasn't that close to him? Wasn't that close to him? Yeah, but when you know a pitch is coming, and the guy's throwing upper 90s, and you know you're supposed to, you're probably thinking you're getting hit here, and then the ball starts coming towards your head, you're pretty, you know, pretty scared. You stand there with 95 miles. Oh, it wasn't that close to him. But anything's too close for me at 95 miles per hour. Right. You know, I just don't... Again, it, it is a problem. It's bad luck. But you can't just go nuts over the fact that you're getting hit. You have a great lineup that needs to be busted inside. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a tough problem. The Mets seem to always have injuries. Mets are good, right? It just it's like, stop hitting us, but... You just can't get upset all the time over someone hitting you, especially when you look at the case. Oh, they hit me. Those two strikes on you. I'm trying to hit you with two strikes. Yeah, they're trying to get you out. You know? Right? Oh, he hit the same guy four or five times. Even with two strikes, it's the same guy four or five times by the same team. All right, hey, let's go. What's going on here? Right. Even two, three times in the same series, and it's the same. Even with two strikes at that point, you go, okay, you know what? Let's say something. Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's get this started here. Not, you know, I'm not saying come out and start fighting right then, but let's, yeah, hey, you know, you chirp from the dugout. What's going on? Right. Yeah. Right. So, but like some of these, it's, it's different players. I just get that it's 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 the the Lindor hitting the head, right? And it's it's the Alonzo hitting the head, hitting the head twice, I believe. That's what's I think that's the big thing with those ones. You take mm-hmm. those ones out, it's just it, it, even then you know they weren't trying to hit them obviously, but those get teams' attention. Right. Um, and you just can't you don't really want to do that, especially be fighting with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you guess what you face the Phillies a lot. Yeah. And now you, yesterday you threw behind Swarber because he had a couple home runs. That's the old style approach. You know, he had a couple home runs. You win it big. Hey, here you go. Here's a ball in the back, right? Mm-hmm. 
you missed him twice. So you couldn't even hit him right. And you didn't really, Philly's never hit you. So it's like, what are you really doing? You know, that's the old yeah. approach. You hit the home run, I hit you next, right? The Bob Gibson. <laughs> you get like one hit, I'm hitting you. Done. All right. Yeah, yeah. But, and then you fight the Cardinals. You're going to see them again. You're going to see them down. The, why even get fighting with them? Yeah. You, you, you know, you're waking up the lying dog or so, a sleeping dog, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you can't fight with everybody. Not every time you're trying to hit somebody. That's that's what that's my biggest thing here. Not all these have been trying to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them really were like intentional. I'm trying to hit you. Yeah, it especially just the ball slips, it tails, it hits. The guy's trying to throw a hundred. They don't care where it's going. To be honest, that's baseball, yeah. right? Ball's tailing more than ever. No sticky, you know, substance. No control over the ball. Um, colder weather, and you have great hitters. Oh, well, the Reds don't get hit by pitches. They got three wins. <laughs> Take the T out there. Put it out there. Who gives a hell? Who gives a hell? Right. You right. got Pete Alonso. I'm not gonna throw, oh, throw the outside corner. The guy's built like you know, like a shed. You know, he's gonna hit his master. He's the home run derby. I'm not gonna just throw it down the middle. Yeah, right. I'm trying right. to bust him inside. That's where you hit. You know, I, I don't know. It just seems you know it happens. I get it, and it's frustrating. But you just you can't fight everybody all the time. That's my biggest point here. It just seems sometimes they get hit. I was watching Tuesday the Cardinals game. The guy got hit, and, and I think it was JD Davis, and they were like on the dugout already trying to fight. Mm-hmm. Show Walter shaking his head. Hey, okay, you shake your head. You're upset. Like, they're ready to fight. And then, like, they won the benches, and, like, the next time the Cardinals got up, the guy threw a curveball, hit Tommy Edmond on top of the foot. Mm. Oh, here we go. You want to fight? Like, you don't see the Cardinals jumping out. You hit the guy on the top of the foot. It's a time and place. You got to understand when he hit you. Why did he hit you? Okay, it was two strikes. It was a curveball. Hit me in the foot. Some of them pitches were curveballs. I hit the Mets. Mm. I'm not trying to hit you with a curveball. Right. Like, so just calm down. Yeah, I just... get it. I'm not, it's not because it's the Mets. Believe me. Any team. It could be the Yankees. Calm, you know, calm down. They're not trying to hit you all the time. Mm. It's just frustrating, especially if a guy gets hurt, which they haven't really got seriously hurt yet. Right. So he hasn't really seriously got hurt yet. You know, we've seen Judge get hit, right? We've seen Jeter years back for the Yankees. These are just ones that we've seen. You know, Teixeira, right? Mm. Those frustrate when they really get hurt and they're missing time, but you just can't be upset all the time someone gets hit. Yeah, agreed. You know, I think that it boils over, I guess, when, when they're being hit so much. That and they're like, what the hell's going on? And like it's the up and ins. Those I get those. They're up and ins. Yeah. Like those. Hey, let's say something right away. Right. I get that. Yeah. You can't just be ready to fight every time someone hits you. Yeah. With two strikes and a curveball in the foot or the ankle or in the back. I get it. Right. You just can't do it. And you see these guys too. They get mad not because they think they're being hit intentionally, because it's like, hey, you don't know where it's going. You know that's dangerous. You know, which there are a lot of relievers anymore, like you said, that just throw a hundred. 100 mile an hour sinkers and stuff and things that have moving on them they're just going to get loose and 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 hurt someone unfortunately um so they don't like to see that either it's it's you know you do often see you know i remember a few times players being hit and going like you can't do that like you know like be mindful of where you're throwing the ball yeah yeah, you know the thing is too it's just like you know when you get hit it's an immediate frustration yeah no matter what the first like three seconds you're you're just upset Hmm. that's why a lot of times you see like hey and then it kind of diffuses itself because you're just not happy to get hit. Mm. We see McCutcheon was upset. Mm. He's brand new to the, the Brewers, and it's like, what is he kind of arguing about here, right? Well, the idea was he kind of expected the um, the hit by pitch, right? And the guy like toyed toyed with him, right? Mm-hmm. The guy toyed with him. He like threw a curveball outside. Then he threw like another pitch away, like, like off speed, and then he beamed him. Like, if you're gonna hit me, hit me. Yeah, don't. Because yeah. the first that pitch, you're kind of expecting it, right? You're kind of slinked in. You're kind of ready. Then you start pitching, you go, oh, he's pitching to me. Then you kind of get into the bat, and then all of a sudden he beams you right in the back, and you're like, okay, I knew that, that that's the intentional one. It's like, well, if you're going to do it, then do it. Right. Don't toy with me, because that's when you really start getting hurt. Right? You get mm. to mess with people. 
So we've seen that. And we've seen Wilson Contreras get hit by, uh, I, I can't think who it is in the, in the I'm not sure. The Brewers? The Pirates? I'm One not of sure. those central teams, if he's got hit like 30 times. Oh, career. yeah, right, right, and right. And he's right. like, every time he gets hit, it's like, okay, see, see? That's when you start getting some problems where it's like it doesn't take all these at-bat hits by pitches. He's been getting hit by the same team over and over. Okay, he's upset. You're like, what's going on? Now the team yeah. starts getting like, why do you keep hitting this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times like this not, one guy. It's not intentional, but that causes stuff, right? Right. So I get the Mets' frustration. I get the Mets' fans' frustration. It's just you have to take – understand the situation before you really start flying off the hinges mm-hmm. to get him mad because you don't want every team upset at you because then guess what? You will get hit by a pitch. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You will get hit more. All of a sudden, I know you're not allowed to slide in the second base. doesn't mean I can't do it once mm-hmm. and take Lindor out. doesn't mean I can't step on Pete Alonso at first base. doesn't mean now we're pissed off to face you. We're rivalry, and now I want to beat you more. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't want to do that with every team. Right. You don't want to target on your back from every team. That's just not going to help you. And they're uh, somewhat of a target right now, too, because they are the best team in the National League, and they'll let you know it. And they have a, at this point, they have a pretty potent lineup. So... You know, I understand frustration, too, from the point of, like, you know, say you hit an Alonzo or a Lindor who's, who's hitting well right now, or an Eduardo Escobar at this point. You're taking the bat out of their hands. You know, so I, I get that frustration, too, as a batter, where you're like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm locked in right now. I'm ready to hit this ball. You know, uh, maybe we have an RBI chance or something. So, you know, it, it does boil over. There's, there's a bunch of things that can go into it. Um, no, you know, there aren't many, if any, teams out there that are just going to be like, I'm going to hit this guy. It's just kind of out of baseball anymore, the, the hitting the guy, you know. Out the, the guy. Blue. Yeah, right, where like, it's just like. You hit me a couple times back, hit me two times, you hit me a guy, all of a sudden I get your back, and then it's like it boils over, and we see that, that back and forth. But mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, start the year, he go, and just start hitting guys. It's like, yeah. What are we doing? Especially to start the year, like you said, guys are a little bit rusty. You know, like yeah. you said, there's no sticky the stuff on the thing ball. Last it's... night was, was a more old school with the two home runs, you got a base hit. All of a sudden, they're like they tried beaming them. Mm-hmm. That was an old school thing. Yeah, right, right. But um, I don't know. I just uh, I get the frustration. I just I don't think you know it's, it's all the time. Justified. It's justified. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't just not pitch inside. Okay, I'm gonna let Alonzo extend on the ball every time and just let him crush the ball. Like no, I'm trying to win games here. Yeah, the ball mm-hmm. slips once in a while. It slips from everybody. I just I get the frustration. I get it on both sides. I think the Mets just need to, to calm down a little bit. I think the seasons, you know, new energy, new hype, new coaching, everything's kind of, yeah. And they're just like, oh, we're ready to win. We're gonna get all these expectations, and then you start getting hit by pitches, and it's just like, those expectations, that energy, that hype, all of a sudden turns into, hey, well, you know, it's just easy yeah, to fly it, off the it, hinges. But yeah. you gotta kind of calm down, understand what's going on, and just be like, okay, I get what's going on. And I do get the up and in ones where you're really, yeah. you know, and we'll get them back later. Yeah, we'll get back at a later date. Yeah, if you want to? You know, it's not just don't understand all the time. You just need to, you know, every hit by pitches, I hate you. And, you know, you do see guys, sometimes they get hit, but they're like, we'll get them back with the bat. We'll make them pay for it. Yeah, you know? it happens. Still second. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you just can't be mad at every hit by pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, you know, but the Mets are good right now. So, uh, you know, it's it's not really, yeah. doesn't seem to be hurting their, their vibe. No, you know just, what I mean? It's just, like I said, it's frustrating, frustrating as a fan and a player, sure. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, you have to be careful doing that all the time. Yeah. I agree. Because then you throw one pitch, you hit somebody, and now they're going to start fighting you. And you're like, well, I didn't do nothing. It's like, why are you doing it to everybody else, right? Right, yeah, you got a target on your back yeah. already, so why why make the target bigger kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, well, you know, the Mets are, uh, Mets are like I said, actually, I'll kind of good segue right here into the who's doing the best right now. Uh, currently, the Yankees hold the best record in the league at 16-6, and six, while the Blue Jays and Angels are tied for second in the AL at 15-8. and eight. Over in the NL, the Mets hold the record at the best record at 16 and seven while the Dodgers on the second best record at 14 and seven 
Uh, Dodgers on the best run differential at plus 47, like every week that we do this. And the Reds have the worst run differential at minus 65. They have three wins, and it is May 2nd as of recording this. So pretty Diamondbacks-esque from last year, you know, uh, looking quite like that. So uh, Reds are not doing good, but as we mentioned, Mets are doing very, very well. They are the best in the National League right now. So uh, first time that we have done this podcast, and you have both New York teams at the top. So, which is, for our area, is very exciting. Whether that lasts or not, or whether the Mets kind of keep their, almost like a rabid dog off a leash, you know, with all the energy they have with their pitching rotation and their lineup and, you know, the hit-by-pitches and they're they're externalizing all their their emotions. So, kind of crazy time for them. And uh, Mets fans are, I I guess, along for the ride at this point. Uh, So, let's move on to, from there, to the who's hot and who's not section of the show. I don't believe I have the players of the week. They did release the pitchers of the month, players of the month, rookies of the month, uh, you know, relievers of the month, all that good stuff. I don't have any of that. Um, and I don't believe I have the players of the week here either. I, uh, I don't have the players of the week, but I do have my five guys here. Um, the five guys I do have are Manny Machado, batting 462 over the last week uh, with a 654 slugging and an 1137 OPS. Uh, Kyle Tucker batting 476 over the last week with a 905 slugging and a 1360 OPS. Uh, Victor Robles batting 500 over the last week with a 611 slugging and an 1161 OPS. Uh, Jeff McNeil batting 533 over the last week, 733 slugging and a 1296 OPS. And finally, as he has kind of done all year, Nolan Arenado batting 471 over the last week with a 765 slugging and a 1315 OPS. So those are your hot guys. Uh, like I said, I don't have the players of the week, but these guys, I'm surprised that these guys weren't considered, especially, well, I guess Nolan Arenado got player of the month. So I guess they, they gave it to someone else for once. So yeah. um, the guy's just been on a absolute tear at the plate. So well, as he usually is, he's just one of those players. So those are my five uh, hot, hot hitters for the week. Yeah. And some guys I got to some teams I got here um, just to mention, you know, some hot teams. I know you were talking about the New York teams. You know, uh, the Twins playing well. Angels, after their first couple games, were pretty cold there. Um, the Marlins had a seven-game win streak going. Um, you know, the Marlins good. Like, can they score? Well, the pitching's playing good, right? The pitching you expect to be good. If they score, or well, the Marlins actually good, can they compete? Yeah. If they're going to score with that pitching, they're competing. I don't care what division they're in, right? Especially with the extent, expanded playoffs. Then you want to face them in the playoffs with that okay. pitching? Not really. No. Brewers playing good. Padres been getting carried by Machado, like you, like you already mentioned. Some cold teams I want to throw out there as well. The Red Sox, White Sox not playing good. White Sox with some injuries, you know, really hurting them. Yeah, they've been bad. Um, Cleveland, the Royals just got swept by the Yankees. Uh, the A's, after a relatively hot start for a team that's not, <clears throat> you know, built to do anything, um, struggling here. Nationals been bad. Um, Cubs been struggling. Suzuki's been struggling. And the Reds, historically bad. Three wins. Um, they've only held the lead for a few few innings even for the year, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, win games. Right. Um there's some teams I uh, just want to throw to add to your collection there. And some hitters I wanted to add. Um, you, you mentioned Tucker and your Don Alvarez. Uh, t- uh, Taylor Wade, or t- sorry, Taylor Ward for the Angels playing yep. great here. Eric Hosmer's going nuts this year. <clears throat> Hydra's trying to get rid of him for almost a year now, and right. he's going nuts. Aaron Judge starting to heat up, right? Playing mm-hmm. very good um, contract year for him. And J.P. Crawford. Um, top prospect for the Phillies some years ago, and uh, ever since he's really got to the Mariners, he's been playing really good. Yeah, uh, he lost him a little later than uh, maybe the Phillies would wanted, and now he's starting to really show off here the last couple of years. Right, right. Um, and some pitchers that are doing good, Logan Gilbert for the Mariners. Yeah, he's um, been great. Pitcher of the month, you know, he's got a .68 ERA or something for the year. He's doing great. 
pitched good last year towards the end there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Cole stepped it up his last couple starts. Anthony Bender, reliever for the Marlins, playing good. Jordan Romano for the Blue Jays has a league lead in saves. What's he got, like 8 or 11 yeah, or something like that? I think he had 10. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah. He might, I think he had one yesterday. I think he might have 11. Yeah, He's he got had, a bunch. Yeah, he won reliever of the month. So. Uh, yeah, and Kevin Gaussman pitching like you know Cy Young at this point. Yeah. So there's some pitchers also that are really pitching good over here the last you know, 7 to 10 days. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's definitely been some good pitching, like you said, at the top of the show. You know, offense is down, so it kind of makes sense that you're seeing a lot of good pitching. But we'll also see, now we're in May, you know, uh, we're kind of getting out of the, maybe if there was a little bit more spring training, maybe guys are starting to find their swing. I know there's guys that just don't do good in cold weather, so there's always that question, you know. So, season's long, so it's just kind of, you know, May is a new month. Some guys just turn it on a new month. It's like, you know, as soon as the calendar page turns, it's like all of a sudden they're another player. It's yeah. it's strange. Curtis Granson was one guy like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could just turn it on, and all of a sudden he's got 10 home runs in a month, you know. Uh, so let's move on to the cold players, basically my entire fantasy team at this point. Um, <laughs> or at least that's how it feels. Uh, number one, Salvador Perez, again, on my fantasy team. Uh, batted 080 over the last week with a 120 slugging and a 235 OPS. Uh, Jerickson Profar with an 080 average, a 240 slugging and a 419 OPS. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 042 over the last week with an 042 slugging and an 084 OPS. Uh, Nelson Cruz, 087 over last week with an 087 slugging and a 272 OPS. And Ozzy Albies at 091 average over last week with an 091 slugging and a 291 OPS. And I believe to that point, Ozzy Albies had been pretty unbelievable for the Braves. I think he had a pretty damn hot start. So I guess that kind of, I guess you go right from that to a cool, you cool off a little bit. You know, it's just kind of how the season goes. So, um, so those are the five cold players I have. Again, I'm surprised that my just my entire fantasy team isn't on that list because it's just <laughs> how they hit last week. But, but yeah, those are those are the five cold players I got. Yeah, and, and you know, to add to some of these and even reiterate some of these, I'm sure uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. cold list for what three years now. Um, yeah. Marcus Simeon been really bad for Rangers mm-hmm. altogether. Right. Um, Nelson Cruz struggling again. He's 40 plus years old. So, you know, a team that's not doing that good. So I guess it's time's coming. What else we got here? We mentioned Ozzy Albus. Dylan Carlson's been struggling all year. His exit velocity has been very low. Even on like, you know, he's just not hitting the ball hard altogether. Mm-hmm. And Hunter, Do- Hunter Dozier, like another one, not playing good. Pitching wise, uh, Reaver C. Martin or Sir Martin for the Reds. He gave up like 11 runs in like one start mm-hmm. it was against the Rockies there. Or eight runs, something crazy. He's obviously not pitching good. Right. Carlos Carrasco struggled over his last start or so um, after coming out pretty hot. Alex Cobb off the IL, pitching bad. Yemeni Garcia out of the bullpen, not pitching great. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyle Mueller, or Mueller for the for the Braves, um, got beat up over his last start. So there's some pitchers there that aren't really playing that good either. Right. Yeah. Again, like kind of we always say, I feel like every week there's a lot of cold guys that come up on the list that don't really make sense. But everyone has their week. Everyone has their time in the sun. There's some guys that win. Seems like they win Player of the Week all the time. And there's some guys that just uh, takes a you know takes a few weeks to get going. Guy comes to mind. Jose Ramirez having an unbelievable start to the season could be an MVP candidate. But he's also a guy that you could see on the cold list for three weeks. You know, so it's just there's certain guys that are like that. So uh, hopefully, you know, again, like I always say, just keep the cold streaks to a minimum and and play to the back of your baseball card, and you'll have a good year. So. Uh, same thing with the pitchers. Even though there's been really good pitching this year, you know, you'd like to see guys coming out of April and they have a closer to a three or four ERA. You know, they're figuring it out. They're getting their velocity up, blah, blah, blah. Getting their, their pitch break going. And the, the I know the, you know, the revolutions or how much the ball is spinning. I know guys are big, big on that anymore. So, 
you know, the season goes on. We're into May, uh, and we will see what the future holds for some of these players and some of these teams. But, yeah, that's that's kind of what I have for my notes here as far as this episode goes. I know you usually have the, the injury update for us, and I know you said prior to the show that the the injuries were on the better side uh, this week, which we always like to see. So, yeah, I'll let you get into the, the injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, the injuries were relatively good good news. Um, we didn't really see many um, big-time injuries, and we've seen a lot of people come back for the most part or on the verge of coming back. Uh, we see Joey Gallo day-to-day with growing tightness. Uh, not really expecting much there. <laughs> Gallagher for the Royals, placed on the IL with hamstring tightness. Uh, he's the backup catcher there. Uh, Bobby Witt was hit by a pitch, I believe, Saturday night. He's day-to-day. They expect him to be all right, but he's day-to-day right now, so that's relatively good news. Miguel mm-hmm. Sano placed on the IL. Otani missed a game. Uh, was pulled out of a game for, I believe, tightness in his hamstring or his legs. Um, not expected to be IL stint or serious. He's supposed to be back here, but something to take note of. No, he had an at-bat today, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which I was surprised at. So, um, we did have Eddie Rosario had eye surgery. He's expected to miss 8 to 12 weeks. That's yeah. a big one. Uh, Sean Reed Foley for the Mets, expected to have Tommy John, so that's another relatively big injury there. Jonathan India placed in the IL again with the hamstring mm-hmm. after he just came off the IL with hamstring. Yeah. Mitch Hanniger placed back on the IL. He missed many days with the COVID, and then he came back first at bat and had a high ankle sprain, so mm-hmm. he's expected to miss some time. Chris Bryant placed in the IL with back soreness, so or back stiffness, so he shouldn't be out more than about 10 days. So that's good. Right. Um, on the better side of the injury news, Teoscar Hernandez going for a rehab assignment. Jan Moncada was already on a rehab assignment, so they should be coming back. Altuve expected back today, back in the lineup. Uh, Sergio Romo throwing the ball, doing his, his you know bullpen session, so he should be back here pretty shortly. DeGrom, they said it was considerable heal- healing um, or progress, so he should hopefully be back at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis Urias for the Brewers was activated over the weekend. Uh, Flaherty for the Cardinals is you know starting to ramp up a little bit. His throwing, so he should hopefully be back here um, probably closer to you know mid to end of this month, probably closer to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sale again was doing his, he's starting to ramp up some throwing as well. He'll hopefully, be clear for mound work at some point soon. Another one probably towards the end of the, end of May, he'll be back. Tyler Stevenson off the IL, the concussion IL. They're hoping to have him back this week at some point. It's, it's a concussion, so you don't really know. We have Tommy Canley activated from the Dodgers. This is the first time he's going to pitch in over a year. Yeah. Almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And Mike Clevenger, expected to be activated today to start versus Cleveland for the Padres. Yeah. So those are some relatively big names um, on the verge of coming back or coming back and some uh, really important players for the, for these teams. So it's definitely, you know, better injury list. One of those weeks where, you're, you know, you're getting more guys back and less serious injuries. Um, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And how appropriate is it that Mike Clevenger's coming back against Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Who wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's, that's, that's all I had here for the injuries. Like I said, we had um, pretty much a, a good amount. You know, we're, we're into the season now. So we're starting to see some of the rush shake off. Some of these guys are going to start averaging out. Uh, we're going to see pitchers throwing 100 pitches, right? We've seen a complete game shutout of Walker Buehler the other day. Um, so things are starting to kind of even out. The weather's starting to turn, so we're starting to see some real baseball, you know, right. in the way the game's going to be played. Uh, the roster's kind of thinning out a little bit. So that's good. The last little thing I got here for this week uh, this episode is our trivia question. And with the Mets throwing the combined no-hitter, I uh, wanted to keep it kind of in that, that realm there. So the trivia question is, there's been 17 combined no-hitters, counting the, the Mets one on Friday, and it will be history. Which players 
combined for the first one. And the answer is on June 23rd, 1917, Babe Ruth, of course. Of course, it was Babe Ruth, right? Mm -hmm. And Ernie Short combined for the no-hitter for the Red Sox. The Red Sox won 4 nothing versus the Senators. Babe Ruth pitched zero innings, got zero outs, and faced one batter before he got ejected for arguing balls and strikes and getting in an argument with the umpire and getting ejected. Therefore, Ernie Shore came in and pitched all nine innings. The batter that was walked by Babe Ruth was caught stealing on the first pitch or second pitch of Ernie Shore coming in. He was thrown out, obviously caught stealing, and Ernie Shore went on to retire the next 26 batters and throw a no-hitter. So the first combined no-hitter was in 1917 by Babe Ruth, who threw zero, got nothing, no outs, just walked the guy, and Ernie Shore, who got all 27 outs. Practically a perfect game by Ernie. <laughs> yeah. And Babe I mean, Ruth gets credit for a no-hitter. And Babe Ruth, again, is in the history book for another stat or another history or trivia question or whatever you want to put. Mm-hmm. Seems to always get back down to Babe Ruth. Always finds his way into a stat. You know, something yeah. crazy in, in baseball. He's just always there. Yeah. That's it. It's a crazy story. I didn't know it was Babe Ruth. I've heard the story before. I know you've, you've probably told me it before. But I forgot it was Babe Ruth that did that, which makes sense. If you knew his character back in the day that, you know, what he was kind of like sometimes. He was a bit rough, you know, especially with the umpires. So it makes sense. Yeah, well, back um, in the day, you were kind of allowed to be. Oh, yeah, they just, yeah. rules. You are allowed to just beat people up. Like yeah, the umpire and be belligerent towards the umpire and yeah. tell, call him this and that. And, you know, so, you know, that's just kind of how it was. But uh, that's a funny story. And, and underrated pitching performance by, uh, by you Ernie know. Shore, yeah. yeah um, just pretty cool. You know, cool little stat. Yeah, he did all the work and he didn't even – Think of a combined no-hitter in that game. You're thinking Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. even though he did nothing. And he sure did all the work. He's yeah. still Babe Ruth. Yeah, right, right, because he started the game. So it's like, oh, Babe Ruth. Yeah. He was part of that game. Yeah, yeah, that's all you think of. You don't think of Ernie Shore actually did all, all the work. No, no. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's cool. That's a cool little uh, history. It's always amazing what you can learn about the history of baseball, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of all I have for this episode, though. Uh, episode 106 of Screwball. You know, as we kind of say every week, the... You know, the play is getting better. Hopefully the hitters start to wake up a little bit with the warmer weather. Ball starts to fly a little more. And we are into May. So first month down, uh, we saw some surprising players and teams kind of come out of the woodwork. You know, uh, to our surprise, the Giants are still very good, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I just can't believe at this point. I think we've really seen, too, the, the, the closeness of a lot of these teams early on. Yeah. A lot of times mm-hmm. you got a couple teams kind of falling back, a couple teams running away with it. Relatively, you got other than the Reds kind of falling back, right? There's no team really running away with it too much. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams are in the mix. Arizona with one of the worst batting averages, like a 180 team average, and they're like two, three games under 500. Yeah. Uh, the Marlins, and I expect to hit much, and they're, you know, they won seven in a row, and they're in, their, they're in the division race, you know? You know, we have Colorado, surprising. Pittsburgh is doing way better than they should be. They should have three wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baltimore in a tough division, at least doing all right. So a lot of things are pretty close yet. And I know, again, it's only... You could say it's the second month, but even though it's, you know, season started a little later, you know, usually by this time you got a couple teams fading away, a couple teams running away with it, and a lot of middling teams. Right now you have a lot of teams just kind of together. Mm. So that's uh, that's good, especially with extended playoffs. You're going to have a lot of playoff races all year long. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, I love close, you know. I mean, it's only April, so, like, you know, teams come out hot, they're believing, and all of a sudden they fall behind and, and you kind of never look, you know. You don't really look for a playoff spot. but And we kind of know the teams that are going to end up there. But it is nice to see that there's more competition in that, uh, you know, as as we were talking, you know, the Mets have the 
best record in the NL, Yankees in the best in the AL. Yankees, I think, are only a half a game up on on, on the next best team, which I believe is the Blue Jays and the and the, and the Angels. But in the NL, you know, I think the Mets are only up a game. So it's not like there's big separation yet. You know, anything can happen. Uh, and there's some really high – and we haven't even seen, in my opinion, the best of the White Sox yet uh, with the Twins at the top of that division. So there's going to be a race there, I'm sure. And even the Braves over in the NL East are still, uh, you know, kind of trying to get off of uh, a cold start without Acuna. You just got to love the races and, and – you know, hopefully, if you're a fan of a team, hopefully they got off to a good April start because that means that they're in a much better spot looking back at games that they lost in April and they go, ah, oh, crap, if we only had that one more win, you know. So you always like to have that good record coming into May. It, it's, it can really jumpstart a, a season. Yeah, you know? and again, so, we say it all the time. You hear a lot of people say you can't win the World Series in April, but you can lose it. Yeah. So yep. just kind of middle around at least for a little while. I mean, look at the Braves. They middled around for a whole half a year mm-hmm. in the World Series. We've seen the Nationals be terrible into mid to late May and win the World Series. Yeah. I, mean, any, you I know. wouldn't go that approach, but the middling idea is not a bad idea. Kind of middle around, stay in the hunt, and then, you know, go nuts. Yeah, the point is that anything can happen, you know, so we shall see. We are into a new calendar month, and that's in itself exciting that we'll see uh, new players emerge, new pitchers emerge, and, and someone will have a 12-home a run month, I'm sure, and someone will have like a .5 ERA again, you know, so uh, it just seems kind of how it goes each month. You just have your, your moment in the sun. So, again, though, that's that's kind of all I have for this episode. Uh, we'll look forward to next week, and hopefully not as much controversy as kind of what I brought up in the <laughs> in the first two pieces of news. But yeah, just look forward to more good baseball. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're just, uh, like you said, we're going to the second month here. We're going to get down to real baseball. Pitcher and pitchers kind of stretched out. Hitters ready to go. Weather turning up here, getting warmer. And you're already going to start talking about, you know, trades and moves that could be made and, you know, and playoff races already with the expanded playoffs. It's just, it starts early. You get through May. When you get through April, it's just like it getting warmed up. And then you get into May and it's like, all right, we gotta, we're got we in the playoffs. There's, yeah. there's only two ways up about it. It's oh, it's early yet, and then it's all right. We got to talk about playoffs and making adjustments and sending guys down, calling people up, and you know, making this roster fine tuning it. Yeah, all of a sudden you're looking at where you could spot, you, you could place in the division. So, yeah. yeah, we shall see. But yeah, that's all I got. So if that's unless you have any final notes, I guess we can wrap this one up. No, no, that's it. Um, like I said, it's a lot of teams pretty close. We got some teams on some winning streaks and some losing streaks. Uh, you know, we've had a couple win streaks already. You know, nine games, seven games, eight games. I mean, mm-hmm. we had some losing streaks of four, five, six games. Kind of like last year. we already seen some streaky teams, yeah. And we've seen a lot of teams kind of in the hunt already and close to each other, which is, you know, it's one game here or there. So that's exciting. Yeah. Especially for a lot of these fan bases, like the Marlins and things like that, to be in the hunt. Absolutely. Because um, you just don't want to be, you know, out of it in April and May. No, no, you definitely like the don't. Reds are out of it, right? Yeah, they're done. Unless, yeah. they, unless they just pull some miraculous... I mean, they got to win what fifteen straight just to get to five hundred, right? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there wasn't much expected from them anyway, so you know, there's not going to be like but anyone shedding tears. But you go, yeah, maybe they can middle around at least keep the fans involved and for a little while. Yeah. Right now some... you're just you're already out of it. You got three wins. It's May. Right, and you know the thing too of you know that means your players probably aren't having great years, and you'd like in the position you're in to have players have good years so you can get good trade pieces build for the future because that's kind of the point they're at so i don't know we we have a whole whole lot of baseball yet to play this year and it could play out in any different kind of way so but yeah i guess that's it for this episode um thank you guys for listening 
You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FW10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.